Hello everyone, and welcome to another beer review. Now today, we seem to be kind of going through all the kind of products of certain breweries. I've done a couple of the Otter Brewery kind of products, and uh, I think I've got another couple still to do that I'm going to do. But today we're back on Fuller's, and we've got ESB to do. The legendary ESB, which is the extra special bitter. So there you go. Just need the thumbnail right. There we go. So yes, Fuller's extra special bitter. Um, 5.9%. And yeah, ESB, that's what it is. So the legendary ELM, yeah, it's won quite a lot of awards. So it's, let's see, a bit of spiel in the back, let's see what it says. So proudly pioneered by Fuller's, this is the ESB that started it all. With its deep mahogany colour, delicate bitterness, and Orangey fruitcake flavour. It's no wonder that ESB is Fuller's most awarded beer and something of a legendary ale. Crafted from North Down Challenger, Target and Golding's Hops as well as Rich Malts, this unique all British beer is brewed with pride in the heart of London. Truly an extra special bitter. And if you're wondering why I was reading it in a bit of a weird way, is because it's gold. And I had to keep adjusting it for the light so I could actually see the bloody writing because it's not very clear against the kind of metallic blue background, the light blue background, and then you have the gold lettering and it just, I was struggling to actually see the bloody words. So yes, so yeah, this is one of the big hitters again. So it is. So let's crack it open and see what it's like. Woohoo! Let's see. So another one that's a bit kind of fruity in its kind of makeup. So as you can see, yes, it's kind of amberish, so it is. Apparently it's got a kind of gentle bitterness to it. So you can see nice and clear, kind of amber, not a bad kind of head, maybe about a finger max of a head. Smell-wise, well, I'm getting some malts, but light malts, not the kind of more richer ones that we're getting in the the previous beer that uh, I reviewed, which was Otterhead. So yeah, kind of lighter malts, paler ones, as I would say. I'm not really getting it, not really getting something in the hops front or anything like that, not getting any really hop smells or grain smells, just light malts and that's really it. So let's see what it tastes like.
Yeah. Yes. That's, uh, that's an interesting one. Don't want to give too much away. But yeah. What I like about it is you're getting a little bit of bitterness at the front and a bit of bitterness at the back. But you're not getting any lingering kind of real bitterness in the aftertaste. But there is a bit of bitterness at the at the front of the mouth, just starting onto the kind of mid-tongue. So there's a bit of bitterness front and back. There is a bit of sweetness, a bit of multi-sweetness there. But again, it's not really particularly strong. And you are getting little accents of kind of slightly dried fruit, kind of slightly fruitiness. But just little light accents. So they are not really in your face. But it's got a really nice mouthfeel. So it has. Let's see if we can break this down. Okay. At the front of the mouth, you're getting some multi sweetness, some nice light multi sweetness. You're getting a little hint of grain, slightly, slightly earthy kind of greenish flavour. But what you're also getting is just little accents of bitterness, just little accents of bitterness coming through, and it's just kind of tailing off from the little kind of green accents you're getting, this kind of little earthy greenness that you're getting. Moves on to the kind of uh, mid tongue. The multi sweetness has died down a wee bit, but it's still there. You're getting a little bit of grain still there, but what you are getting is little accents of fruit, slightly kind of light dried fruits that you're getting in the mid tongue. But when you get a little accent of the dried fruits, as that little accent kind of dissipates in the mid tongue, you just get a little. A little bitterness accent kind of following it. So you're just getting boom boom little bits of fruit but you also get a little bits of bitterness accents just kind of coming off them in the tail end of each one. You then move on to the kind of aftertaste. Now as you move into the aftertaste your kind of fruity kind of flavours accents they've disappeared. You still have this light underlying kind of multi sweetness. But you're starting to get a little bit more green in the aftertaste and it's slightly earthy. A bit I just it's almost very similar to what you're getting at the the front of the mouth, but just with a little bit more body and a little bit more depth. Just so it's a little bit stronger as well. But as part of that, you're getting a little bit more continuous bitterness following that kind of grain flavour. And yes, it's not a strong bitterness, but there is quite an easily identifiable bitterness in the aftertaste. And it's just kind of tailing off these kind of uh, grain flavours. And slightly earthiness that's there as well. 
and overall it's not a sweet beer in any way shape or form there is a, a multi sweetness but it's very very light and really doesn't give you the impression of sweetness you know it's there and it's just really kind of it's like a kind of a lightning highlights basically so it just kind of provides a bit of lightness to the beer body but doesn't actually give you a distinct flavour of sweetness in any way shape or form so it is a bitter and it is obviously more on the kind of bitter side it's not on the kind of sweet side in that kind of format and I do like a bitter I'm a, I'm a sucker for the bitterness so um and uh, I like beers with a bit more bitterness to them. I like multi sweetness, and that's why I like this as well because you're getting a nice blend. You're getting that kind of multi sweetness, but it's just providing kind of a lightness to the, the beer. But you are getting a good amount of, of bitterness. Not overall strong bitterness but what you are doing is you're getting some nice bitterness throughout the whole beer so it's not just at the tail end it's not just one end you're getting it dispersed throughout the beer which makes it quite nice and more interesting and again it's nice to have a beer where they're kind of you're getting a bit of grain to it as well because i think sometimes that's kind of forgotten they're too busy trying to get all the other bloody flavors that they forget kind of more traditional base flavours are also very nice in beer so it's nice to have that yeah there are accents of fruit that's fine and things like that but again they're not strong enough to really kind of change the beer away from the kind of traditional kind of more bitter kind of uh, style of beer but it just again adds that little dimension that also makes the beer a bit more interesting and it's just a bit more livelier in the mouth and more interesting in the mouth but yeah it's got a nice mouth feel and it is you just got this nice bitterness that just kind of it doesn't linger it just kind of floats about you know you've stopped drinking you just have this kind of you know, just get this little kind of slightly bitterness sensation in the mouth that just floats about which I quite like that because it does want to kind of uh, entice me into having another step from that point of view so yeah it's a nice beer I mean the best way to kind of look at what I like about fillers is <coughs> fillers doesn't try to kind of create a trend within their products or even to the point of really linking their products I mean you've got London Pride Ale you've got this ESB Extra Special Bitter you've got their Porter the London Porter you've got their um, Black Cab Stout they're all very good beers in their own right and they're all very kind of stand alone from that point of view they're just a good example of that style of beer and that's what I like about the Fuller's Brewery 
It's not like trying to get accents of one beer into another and all this. It's just trying to kind of that connection between the products and give that kind of brewery footprint that some of them go for. That uh, you know you've got to be able to pick up a a glass and be able to say, oh, it's that. It's definitely from that brewery because that's their kind of signature kind of flavour notes and their kind of flavour footprint and things like this. Now, Fuller's is like, right, we want to do a good ale, so we'll do a good ale. We want to do a good better, we'll do a good better. We want to do a good porter, we'll do a good porter. We want to do a good stout. And it's more important to get a good product at the end of the day rather than some sort of kind of uh, identifiable footprint that people could think, oh, well, that's definitely going to be from this brewery because that's their kind of signature. And no, their attitude seems to be more about making a good beer and making it more to a kind of traditional style. I mean, they have their own little kind of quirks and everything else, but they understand that there's nothing wrong in brewing a, a beer in a more traditional way and, and having a more traditional product in the bottle. And I like that because I think too many breweries, big and small, tend to kind of uh, shy away from that and want to try and make the next best thing or the next best trend or whatever and things like that. And my view is, well, why not just concentrate on just making a good traditional beer for whatever style it is? And uh, it's nice. I think they also do a craft lager. I'm trying to remember what they call it. They do a kind of craftish kind of lager. I remember that. Because I think it was launched. That lager was launched about 2014, 2015. I've never tried it. I wanted to try and get a bottle of it to try and see what it's like. But I just like the Fuller's Brewery because it seems to be no nonsense, straight down the road. If you like a more traditional style beers, then what you get from them is a good example of that kind of style of brewing and that style of beer with a kind of honesty to it and a kind of price point as well to kind of match because, again, the pricing seems to be kind of spot on. From that point of view, never turn around and think that the fuller's ales and things like that, oh, they're too expensive, or they're too overpriced. No, they just seem to be just at the right price point. So you're getting a really good quality beer that's been brewed well at a good price point. And I think that's all you can really ask for a lot of the times. But there's beer. There was bags of flavour, absolute bags of flavour. And they're interesting flavours as well. Session-wise, now again, if I go for a more kind of Yorkshire bitter, now the Yorkshire bitter probably has a bit more bitterness to it, but has less complex flavours, so I, I would probably say a more traditional Yorkshire bitter is more sessionable, more drinkable. This one... There is a complexity of the flavours that just get us take some of the session kind of ability off it a little bit. I would say it's the cases of yes, I could drink a few of them, but I don't know if I could maybe have a session on it. I think it'd be quite kind of difficult unless I was mixing them up with say London Pride. So 
if it was doing alternate London Pride, ESB, then fine. If it was just on ESBs, I think probably two or three would be enough for me, and then I would want to go on something else. If, but that's one of my drinking styles as well, is I like to kind of alternate. So if I'm going to have a session, I find it very difficult to stick with just the one beer. I'd have to kind of at least have two beers, maybe more, and do a session that way, and yeah, alternate between them. And, and things like that. and it just kind of obviously but they've got to be slightly different as well so I don't want the same types of beers because again it just helps to kind of chop and change the palate so I just don't get sick of it and tired of it from that point of view so this one slightly borderline sessionable for me but it might be more sessionable for, for other people but yeah I've alternated this between the ASB and London Pride then yeah, I could probably have them and have a good session on them, not a problem. And uh, I think it'd be quite good from that point of view. But at the end of the day, it's, it's at the stronger end anyway, it's 5.9, so it's almost 6%. So even then, just with the alcohol content, it's making it kind of less um, sessionable from that point of view, because again, you would associate, uh, more traditional Yorkshire better being more sessionable and you could just be sitting there in the pub just necking them back quite easily. This is, is a more kind of traditional English better and yes, it does have the alcohol content to go with that. So it's less sessionable for that, especially on the alcohol content, but also for the kind of complexity of flavours that also kind of uh, makes it less sessionable. But yes, I would probably say two or three would be enough of this type of beer. But again, just taking your time and enjoying them and, and not just kind of necking them just because you can from that point of view. So, what would I give this out of 10? Well, again, it depends what you're kind of looking for. I mean, I do like bitters and that type of stuff. And I, from that point of view, I do like a sessionable Yorkshire bitter and I do like to kind of get wired into this. This is obviously a bit more complex, a bit kind of slightly richer in flavour body and obviously in alcohol content. So from that, you've got to treat it a bit differently, especially from my point of view. But yeah. ESB, what would I give this? I'm going to give this an 8. I'm going to give it an 8. It is a nice traditional bitter. It's got bags of flavour. It really has got bags of flavour. And uh, the flavours are interesting and the good complexity to it. Mouthfeel, really nice. The bitterness I like because you're getting bitterness throughout the beer. And uh, it's nice, but again, it's not overpowering. It's not sickening, but there is that kind of just nice kind of you know, it's like a kind of a flow going from front of the mouth to the aftertaste and there's a nice kind of flow going there. So there's a flow with the multi sweetness, there's a flow with the kind of bitterness, how it's kind of dissipated throughout the beer. And there's just some nice little kind of interesting accents that are there in the front of the mouth and the mid tongue that just again just adds that little extra complexity. So yeah. 
it is a very good beer, it is a well-brewed beer, but I think if you go and look at the awards as it's won, you don't need me telling you it's a good beer. And uh, yeah, it's a uh, 8 out of 10, and I would recommend it if you want something more kind of traditional, but like a bit of bitterness to it as well. And not having it just at the one end, like a strong aftertaste. It's kind of dissipated throughout the beer. It's quite nice as well, kind of, uh, how would you say? But yeah, it's kind of well mixed throughout the beer. So it's, it's, it's a good, it's an interesting one. And to a certain degree, it's probably a bit unusual just because of how they managed to kind of spread it out throughout the beer, which is quite nice. So yes, it's an 8 out of 10. I would definitely recommend it. Give it a go if you like kind of more slightly better style beers. Or you just want a beer to try that's a bit more interesting and a bit more complex within the flavours of this style of beer. Which is kind of obviously a lighter kind of bitter. So, 8 out of 10, 5.9%. It's roughly about £2 a bottle, slightly over, slightly under, just depending on where you're buying it. The 500ml bottle. Thanks for watching. Cheers and bye for now.